Hello, everyone, and welcome to Just a Physician, the podcast where we explore mental health, vulnerability, and life journeys with creators you know and love. So make sure you subscribe to the Just a Physician YouTube channel and stream the podcast episodes wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, you can find us anywhere. And in this episode, it's actually going to be one of my solo episodes. If you just are new to listening to episodes, every single month I do one episode that is dedicated to just talking with you guys, having a conversation, answering your guys' questions or looking at your comments. And I'm really excited about this episode and genuinely, genuinely curious to know kind of what your thoughts are and get your feedback and honestly advice. I, if you don't follow my Instagram page or if you don't follow the Justaposition Instagram page, I put out a question asking you guys for some advice. And let me give a little bit of a backstory because I think this really comes at a time Not only that would be really helpful for me, but I think helpful to a lot of you who are listening. So I've been reflecting lately on 2022 and what the year has been like so far. And I think, you know, just like in normal life, there's been some amazing ups, just some awesome things that have happened and, you know, really enjoyable moments. But I have had a really difficult time during 2022 with stress, with, you know, worrying about life, anxiety about the future. Uh, always, you know, having my mind in a stressful place. And for a while, I thought I was kind of alone in this. The very beginning of 2022, I was like, bro, what is going on? Because this year has been stressful AF. But as I've talked to more and more people in my life and, you know, checked in on them, I've realized that it seems like it's kind of a widespread experience. Like 2022 has just been rough for a lot of people that I know. And if you're watching on the YouTube channel, feel free to comment and like, let me know what your personal experiences have been this year. But it seems like just from what I've seen, a lot of people are really going through some stressful moments. I mean, there's a lot of anxiety about the future, kind of our economic state and where, you know, things are happening politically and just a bunch of stuff. It's been a shit show to say the least. And there's just, yeah, been a lot of really stressful stuff to where I've had to stand back a little bit and be like, hold up, what is going on? What is happening around the world right now? Cause this is crazy. And I, I first want to see like what your personal experiences have been. And if you've noticed that 2022 has been a bit of a challenging year, I know that obviously my own personal experience is anecdotal, but I don't know. I've, I've been touching base with a lot of people and realizing that for a lot of us, this year has been pretty stressful and there's been a lot of like really difficult moments. And for me, I've been trying to work through, you know, my own personal mental health, talking a lot, a lot with my therapist and friends, kind of getting their advice on dealing with stress, dealing with worrying, anxiety, all these things that kind of come along with being in the world that we live in today. And, you know, I've really been able to learn a lot and have a lot of good experiences by talking with my therapist. Shout out to therapy. If any of you guys are struggling with, you know, similar things, whether it be stress, anxiety, worrying about the future, depression, all that kind of stuff, I highly recommend that you uh, either talk to your therapist or get a therapist to work through a lot of those things because it is, you know, crazy. It's a little crazy. And that therapy can be super helpful. I've always been such a big fan of therapy. But in addition to, you know, talking about a lot of stuff with my friends, I was like, you know what, because I've been going through a lot of stress and because I know a bunch of y'all are too, I put out a question on Instagram asking for what your personal recommendations are for dealing with stress and anxiety and depression and what you guys really do to help 
lift yourself out of those negative mindsets and put yourself in a more positive position in order to focus on the good things that are happening and to alleviate that stress overall. And you guys came through with so many different responses. I was honestly shocked at how many people did respond to this. I didn't expect you guys to be so willing to share. So I just want to first say thank you so much for being willing to, you know, share your own personal remedies and your own things that have been really helpful. And I thought we'd talk about a lot of the things that you guys submitted and I can share my personal experiences with them, uh, hopefully in an effort to not only help anyone who's listening find ways to better deal with stress and worry and all those things that I've mentioned before, um, but also, you know, just purely selfishly, because I really want to know too. I'd love to hear you guys' advice, what you guys do, and just to have, you know, a little bit of a chit chat about how these things can be really helpful and what impact they can make in your life. So first off, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who submitted. Make sure you go follow the Juxtaposition podcast page on Instagram if you want to be involved in more of these question and answer style format podcast episodes. Like I said, I do one solo episode every month where I always want to hear your guys's feedback and thoughts and opinions and all that kind of shit. So make sure you go follow and make sure you follow my page, Hiram, as well so that you can get involved for future episodes. So let's just dive in. Mia from my team has been super helpful in creating a document for me with all of your different responses. So I'm going into this brand new, not knowing what a lot of you guys have submitted and really interested just to see what your guys' personal, you know, uh, experiences have been. All right, let's just jump into what your guys' recommendations are. I'm so stoked to see what you guys have submitted. So first up, the main one that came more than any other recommendation on this list was working out. You guys were talking about how working out you know, whether that be the gym or going on a hike or doing something physically active really helped your mental health overall, um, and get you out of those, you know, stressful situations and kind of decompress. And I think this is really cool. I mean, I will be a hundred percent honest. I am just not the person who has the natural affinity to be drawn to working out. I really wish I was. And that's a goal for the future actually for me is to be more active and to push myself to work out more because I know so many people who have found such solace in, going to the gym and just having like a two hour workout session and how it just completely resets the mind. And this makes sense because when you're working out, you, you know, produce more, is it dopamine or serotonin? I don't remember (laughs) one of the two. Um, I know that, you know, chemically from an anatomical perspective that this is true. It actually does help a lot, but I think, you know, I do this thing where I kind of convince myself that it's like, Oh no, that's not going to help. Woe is me type of perspective. And I don't think that's healthy. And I think it actually is really, really good to take that time to work out, but it doesn't even have to be like working out at the gym. It can be going on a hike. Like that's one thing I absolutely love is just taking time to get outside, to go on a hike, to be physically active, or maybe for you, it does look like the gym or yoga or whatever that may be. I think that's a really healthy and honestly aspirational way of dealing with stress and something that I want to do. If you guys have any recommendations for how to get into a better ritual and habit of working out, let me know because I know the challenge with me is that working out can be so rough on the body in the sense of like, it really does wipe you out. And for me with kind of my busy schedule, 
And given the fact that I don't sleep as much as I should, whenever I work out, it kind of forces me to get a full night's worth of sleep. And then I'm like, no, I'm not finishing work. I'm not getting enough done. This is so bad, uh, which is not a men positive mentality in any way. But if you guys have any recommendations for how to get into the habit of working out consistently, please let me know. I would absolutely love to hear your guys' tips. And I'm sure a lot of people who are listening would as well. So it was really encouraging seeing that. The second thing that I saw that a lot of you guys submitted was music. Uh, one person said making, Delany specifically said making a kick-ass motivational playlist. I love this so much. I will say I have found so much peace in listening to music that I love. And if you're interested in like music that I like, I personally like EDM music, um, Elenium, Seven Lions, Dabin, Said the Sky, all those really feelsy DJs I absolutely love. And it's become actually a huge passion of mine, something that I really, really enjoy because there's nothing like finding those songs that just get you right in the right emotional space, whether that's uplifting songs and happy songs that get you into a better mood or whether that's really sad songs to get you to like get a good cry session in and, you know, get all those emotions out or, you know, ang angry songs that allow you to feel those emotions too, whatever it may be. I think music is a very underrated way of kind of dealing with <clears throat> stressful or depressive or anxious emotions that we feel. And that's all honestly why I absolutely love hearing what other people listen to and hearing other people's favorite songs and what their playlists look like, because it gives me such an insight as to not only who they are as a person, but what they experience emotionally and what they find comfort in. And I just find it so fascinating. So I completely agree that music is a very impactful way of being able to help with these specific concerns that I mentioned before. And uh, if you're someone who like how I used to be. I, I really never used to be like a music person per se. I, I used to like seeing and perform and stuff like that, but I never found music that really spoke to me until I discovered EDM. And until I discovered the DJs that I just mentioned, once I discovered them, I was like, oh my God, where has this been all my life? This is exactly what my soul needs. Honestly, just finding that soul music. I think that's the best way to put it. The music that just really speaks to your soul. Oh, that can be so therapeutic. And that's why I absolutely love taking drives and just blasting music and listening to it. Uh, and singing along with full intensity because it just allows me to really fully feel the spectrum of, emo spectrum of emotions that maybe at that moment I'm denying. So I love that you guys submitted that. Completely agree. Motivational kick-ass playlist. I love to see that. <laughs> okay, so another one that I saw you guys submit was napping and sleeping. And I believe Danny said eight hours specifically, telling myself every time will work out, taking it one day at a time. I think this is really cool and something that I'm very bad at doing, to be honest. Like I, I'll just be completely transparent. I do not have a regular sleep schedule and uh, it's been really difficult for me to try and get a full night's worth of sleep every single night because I just feel like I have so much work to do and I get in the mindset of just being like, mm -hmm. I have too much to do on my plate. I have way too much going on. Mm -hmm. I don't have the time to just get a full night's worth of sleep. But a nap, I think, is a really great way of resolving the intensity that sometimes we can feel in the moment. I've had so many moments where I am in the deepest of holes when it comes to my mental health, where I just feel like there is no hope. I'm just completely burnt out, completely exhausted. Or, you know, back in the day when I was really going through it, you know, having issues with, you know, body perception and 
uh, you know, wanting to self-harm and all these kinds of things. And then when I was able to like say cry out or just take a nap afterwards and get that sleep session in, every time I'd wake up and just be like, oh my God, Iron, you're such a drama queen. <laughs> um, it really helps, I think, to give you a better perspective. Uh, naps do help a lot. I can personally speak to that. And also, you know, just not allowing yourself to sink into the black hole of emotions that can overtake you by just resetting your brain by taking a nap. Sleep is, you know, it's shown to be extremely beneficial to your mental health. And I think, I think that's an awesome way of kind of dealing with that. And something that I think we kind of overlook, but is actually really beneficial. And one thing I'm personally working on doing is committing to sleeping more. I am so proud of myself. I just have to share this because I've already shared with you guys on my YouTube channel, how much I have struggled with getting consistent sleep. But over the past, I'd say, mm, four months, five months, I've committed to pretty regularly getting at least like five to six hours of sleep a night, which if you saw what my life was like even just a year ago, that is a huge improvement. Like I, I think in the past five months have only pulled a few all-nighters and coming from me last year where I was pulling multiple all-nighters per week, that's a really big deal and I'm very proud of myself. So um, I can attest to this actually working and being really helpful as well um, as even just taking a nap. So love this submission, love that. I think it, it's great and very uh, undervalued, but very necessary for helping with the mental health. Okay, the next thing I saw that you guys say was going for walks or going on walks. I also think this is really cool. Like I talked about before, I absolutely love hiking. I love being able to go on a hike, whether it's a really chill one or whether it's a really intense one. Um, it just gets your mind out of yourself. And I think it really just opens up your perspective in so many ways that are really needed. And I think it's really beautiful. And I think the best thing about it is that you can do it anywhere. Like even when, for example, last year I was in New York City um, and I was there for about, I think, four months, a little over four months. And, uh, you know, being in the city as someone who absolutely loves nature, there was a lot of moments where I was just like, oh, my God, I'm feeling so overwhelmed. I'm feeling so stressed. I don't have nature environments to be able to go and escape into. So I would just take walks along the street. And I loved it because it uh, and everyone's. Uh, individual experience is different, but I think for me, sometimes I get too much in my own head that when I'm able to go outside and see that life goes on, there are so many other people who are living their own lives, who all have their own concerns and own stressors. And there's, you know, so much happening outside of my own head and how little what I do really matters in the grand scheme of things. Maybe that sounds kind of depressive, but I found a lot of inspiration from it because it allows me to just be like, Hiram, chill, chill the fuck out. Not everything has to be such a big deal. Not everything has to be so dramatic. There's more going on than what's happening in your life and it'll be okay. You'll figure this out. The sun will rise tomorrow. You're good. And so that I can personally attest to also really helping as well. The next one that I've seen is really interesting because I have never considered doing this, but a lot of people submitted it and it's deep breathing. And a 43 year old skinfluencer, if you guys don't follow him, he is an absolutely amazing content creator that I absolutely love. Uh, we've been friends for a long time. He recommended doing belly breaths and doing the square breathing technique. Now, I'll be honest, I don't know what the square breathing technique is, but I have seen on TikTok a lot of people speaking to the benefits of 
of doing breathing exercises and how much that can help specifically with anxiety, um, but also just with generalized stress. I haven't personally tried that. If you guys have, comment below and like, let me know what your personal experiences have been. I understand that there is definitely, I imagine, a meditative element to it. I am someone who like used to, back in the day, I tried meditation. I think traditional meditation was always difficult for me to really you know, uh, get to and really figure out it, it, it didn't work super well for me, but I feel like doing breathing techniques is a form of meditation and it makes sense why it'd be really helpful for the body from a physiological standpoint, how doing deep breaths and allowing you to just get that full oxygen and, uh, calm down, uh, can particularly help. I imagine with like panic attacks and when you're feeling overwhelmed and that when that anxiety is really rising, uh, I feel like I should do this more. <laughs> I really haven't done this except for when I've experienced panic attacks. That's, that's the only time I've done that because I, I have pretty regularly experienced, um, panic attacks in the past. And so breathing has been able to help with that, but I wonder if it's something I should just like incorporate into my day daily routine. Um, I think that's really interesting. And I think it's helpful to hear you guys kind of speak to that. So who knows? I might report back in a video or a future podcast talking about if breathing techniques have worked. But if you guys have any specific breathing techniques that you recommend, please let me know in the comment section. I would love to hear your thoughts um, or feel free to DM me on Instagram because I'm really interested in that. The next one that I saw a lot of people submit that I envy you all so much for being able to do this, but a lot of people said reading a good book. I, I'll just be hundred percent honest. I don't have the ability to read like I used to. I used to be that kid who carried a book in my hands constantly. When we'd be taking a test and I finished the test, I would immediately pull out my book and start reading. Anytime that the teacher would leave the classroom or at lunchtime, I would just have a book in my face and constantly be reading. And I don't know now if it's because of like social media or I, I know I know some reasons for for why I struggle to read, but the concentration, man, like focusing for that long on <laughs> words on a page is so difficult for my mind to do. And I feel like I've just completely lost the ability to read. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that because I have seen people on TikTok talk about it. Um, so if you have any recommendations for how to, you know, reset your mind into a better place to be able to read a book, let me know. Um, I personally have found a lot of joy uh, listening to audiobooks. Um, I think that makes it a lot easier for me to not only multitask, but also keep my mind at least a little bit occupied so that I don't fall asleep or don't get completely distracted when reading. But I think reading overall is such a good thing for the brain. I think it's amazing. I can personally speak to that based off of my experience previously reading books, because in my childhood, I feel like reading was an escape from the environment that I was in. So I love that. If you guys have any book recommendations to please message me on Instagram. I always love seeing what people's favorite books are and what they recommend. If I were to give a book recommendation personally, Oh man, there's so many I would recommend, but I'd probably say uh, Left to Tell by Immokuli Ilabagiza. She was a survivor of the Rwandan genocide and she wrote about her experiences, which are literally mind-blowingly insane. The tragedies that this woman has experienced are beyond words. And the overall book has a very religious tone. Um, and I'm someone who's not religious. Um, so don't let that dissuade you from the value that that book provides because I 
think I've read it like 16 times in total. She's literally one of my heroes. I want to meet her one day. Uh, but yeah, I, if I were to recommend a book, I would definitely recommend Love to Tell. It is mind-blowingly, amazingly good. But yeah, to anyone out there who finds value in reading, uh, I envy you. I want to get to that point again one day and hopefully find better ways to be able to focus and concentrate when reading. I saw that a lot of you guys submitted ideas about having alone time, having me time, uh, time by yourself and things that you do solo that really help to get you out of a stressful mindset, which I thought were really, really valuable. Um, one of the responses that I saw more than anything, and this is how I know that y'all are skincare babes, is having a nightly ritual or nightly routine that involves a skincare routine that involves having kind of a meditative moment before you go to sleep that allows you to just wind down. And I think a skincare routine is so amazing for that. That's actually one of the reasons why I love my nighttime routine because that five, 10, 15, 20 minutes before bed where I can just fully have that kinesthetic experience of applying my skincare and, you know, being in silence or just listening to like an audiobook or listening to music before I go to bed is an amazing way to wind down. And personally, why I have found myself falling asleep a lot faster and getting a lot better sleep by doing that as opposed to when, um, you know, the times before when I never used to, uh, before I really got into skincare. I think it's such a great nightly ritual and definitely good for the mental health. And one of the reasons I love skincare overall, just because of its mental health benefits. So I love that you guys submitted that. I completely agree. I think that's very valuable. And um, if you aren't someone who does a nightly skincare routine, I highly recommend it because it definitely helps with just resetting your mind and getting you ready for a good night's sleep. It's, it's, it's good. I love it. Another one I saw. <clears throat> a few people, a few people submitted, a few people submitted this. And I think this mindset is a few people submitted this next one. And I think these mindsets are so good and something that I haven't even thought about considering in the moments where I am feeling very overwhelmed or stressed or anxious um, is telling yourself that whatever you're stressing over would not matter in five years. Another person said, focus only on what I can control and leave the rest alone. I think that is so valuable and truthfully something I really struggle with as well because I tend to hyperanalyze everything and kind of over exaggerate the impact that my daily actions have on my life because I'm someone, you know, who I'm really always been fascinated by the domino effect and how little decisions that I made way back in the day have led to just incredible things uh, in, in my current day. And so I am the person who's just like, oh my gosh, if I don't get this task done, then it means this won't be done. And then it means this will fall apart. And then I won't have this opportunity. And then it means I'm not going to be happy and blah, blah, blah. Following that trail of thought is like so negative, but I think kind of flipping the script and switching up the narrative and saying, is this really going to matter in five years? Is what I'm concerned about even going to pass through my mind five years from now. And if it's not, let it go. And I love the person that said, focus only on what I can control and leave the rest alone, because that is something that over time I have had to learn to do. And honestly, I'm still learning to do. Not being such a control freak, not being so concerned with what everyone else is doing and just focusing on the things that only you are responsible for and only you can control and then stop worrying about the rest. And it's really difficult to get into that mindset because 
I've always had the mind that's just like, it doesn't work for people just to be like, don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. You'll be fine. I'm just like, thanks, Brenda. That definitely fixed my mental state. I'm all healed now. <laughs> like that's never been beneficial to me. But I think by, you know, with repetition, continuing to remind yourself that, you know what, I'm just going to focus on what I'm responsible for and what I can control and then not give my mind the space to think about the rest has definitely been really beneficial. And I think this is a great recommendation um, and really beneficial. I also saw that a lot of you guys said that journaling helps you in your alone time to really process a lot of what you're going through. And I think this is really insightful too. I think a lot of people underestimate the power that journaling has and getting your thoughts and your feelings out on paper. For my personal experience, I'll be 100% honest, journaling kind of has always had the opposite effect for me where when I've journaled, getting what's going on in my mind out on paper makes it feel more real, makes it feel more serious, makes it feel more scary, and kind of has, it would increase my anxiety and increase my worry about whatever I was stressing about. Because I think for me, I'm always like, if it's in my head, it's just in my mind. It's a, it's going to go away. It's just thoughts. They'll pass. But when I like write it out, then I'm like, oh my God, is this affecting me that much? Is it that big of a deal? Holy shit, should I be worried about this? Is this going to make a huge impact in my life? Like, blah, 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 blah. You know, all the anxious thoughts than trails that our minds follow. Um, so journaling, uh, maybe I just haven't found the right way of journaling. And if you guys have any recommendations for, you know, good ways of journaling that has been beneficial for you, let me know. But I know that for most people, journaling is really, really therapeutic and can help get you through some of those difficult moments and just get those thoughts out on paper, get it out of your mind, and then you're able to move forward after that. So if you've tried journaling, or even if you haven't tried journaling, like feel free to test it out and see how it works for your mental health because, you know, there's a reason why so many therapists and so many mental health specialists recommend journaling as a way to better process what's going on in your noggin and how it can be really beneficial just for your mental health overall. Oh my gosh, I'm looking through this list right now and someone literally said that the way that they process personal stress is to make out with someone. <sighs> That's great. I love that. <laughs> I need to do that more often. <laughs> you know what? Hey, if that works for you, then work, girl. You better work. <laughs> I think that's... Awesome. And something that I wouldn't consider as a conventional way of processing stressful or negative emotions. But you know what? If it works for you, then that's all that matters. That, <laughs> that's hilarious. I saw a really interesting one where someone said, I put some water in a pot with ice in it and dip my face in it for one to two seconds. It helps. I have seen this on TikTok. I've seen so many talk, people talk about um, when they're having an uh, anxiety attack or a panic attack or just going through an extremely stressful situation that putting your face in ice cold water really just helps to reset the brain. It basically jolts your brain back to reality and gets you out of your head. Um, and while it sounds really, really uncomfortable, I think that's kind of the point. Um, I know for me, sometimes when I've just gone gotten too into my head, I really like having 
moments where I have to be doing something physical with my body that feels uncomfortable, that doesn't necessarily feel pleasant, like say going on a really hard hike or exercising to get my head out of that space because it allows me to focus on what's real, what's happening in my real life tangibly and get out of just the the mental thoughts that just circulate and kind of feel like they just overtake your entire life. So I think that's a great recommendation and I do want to try it because I have seen people talk about it. Mental health specialists specifically talk about the benefit of that. Um, It sounds really interesting, very uncomfortable, but very interesting. Ooh, this person said something that I resonate with so deeply, keeping my physical workspace away from where I do the rest of my life. I believe in this so much. I noticed such an improvement in my mental health when I stopped doing work in my bed in my room and tried to work anywhere else possible. I first noticed this, that my productivity and my fulfillment improved so much more when I started doing work in coffee shops as opposed to just working at home all the time. And that's actually now one of the reasons I'm so grateful to be able to have an office space and work in an actual office as opposed to in my room because I noticed that mentally it just helped improve my mental flow so much because Uh, When you're doing work in your own personal space, then your mind has a really difficult time disconnecting from the work and the stress associated with it so that when you're trying to get sleep, when you're trying to wind down from the day, go to bed, when you wake up in the morning, you're not instantly met with this stress about work or school or whatever it may be. And instead, that's your space. That's your disconnect space. That's where you can spend time just not thinking about all that stuff and that you should designate all those thoughts and all that work to an actual workplace. And so, you know, this could look different for some people. Um, Sometimes it is the difference between just not doing work in your bed and working at your desk um, or working in your kitchen, wherever it may be, or it could look like going to a coffee shop, going to a co-working space, whatever it may be. Um, I think this is really beneficial and I've noticed a significant improvement in my life from doing it. So if you're someone who is spending all your time doing your work in bed, stop it. Get some help. (laughs) I'm kidding. Just don't do that anymore. Um, I really recommend having a designated area to do your work and focus on all of that so that it doesn't impede and intrude on your personal life. And then finally, a lot of you guys submitted really helpful distractions that have helped you get out of a stressful mindset, which I really appreciate because I am definitely the person who My mind is always going a million miles per hour, so I find a lot of value in healthy distractions that can physically occupy my mental state so that I don't have the kind of free resting time to just simmer in all the negative thoughts that I have. And I think, you know, sometimes going to distractions as a coping mechanism can be unhealthy, but I think there are a lot of really healthy coping mechanisms. And I saw a bunch of yours. I'm reading through them right now. And uh, one of the top ones that came up was a dog, a cat, or any type of pet and just to spend time with them, to play with them, to pet them, whether it's yours, whether it's not, to do that. And I personally can speak to the value of this. I will say I don't have a dog. Um, I don't have any pets. I think it's just because the responsibility is is a little bit too much for me right now. My life is a little bit too chaotic to be responsible for another life. And I'm the type of person where I'm like, if I'm going to have a pet, I need to make sure that they, they have the best environment, that they have all of my time or as much of my time as possible, and that they really, you know, get the high quality life they deserve. But in the past, like I actually remember after I 
was in the hospital for attempting to take my own life, um, I went and spent some time with dogs. Um, my close friends set up a doggy date basically, um, for me. And it was really therapeutic and I can't speak to the value of having even my roommate's dog Oreo around, um, and how she helps to alleviate stress and worry because I mean, how can you be upset when you just have this happy little creature who is so excited to see you and so excited to spend time with you, um, around you, you know, it's not a solution, but, I think they could bring so much joy and value to your life. And I'm definitely not the most, you know, qualified to be able to talk about that because I don't have my own pet. However, um, if you're in the same situation where you're not really able to have your own pet, like find a friend who has a pet and ask them if you can dog sit or cat sit or if you can watch over them or even just have a few minutes to just play with their pet because it could be really therapeutic. I, I love that response. I, th- I think it's awesome. Ooh, okay, so this one's really interesting. I saw someone who said that in order to not focus on mental stress, that they distract themselves by staying busy, getting something done that I can actually achieve, keeping the mind attentive. Now, I will 100% say that this can be very valuable. Um, It can really work well um, to distract from a lot of the things that are going on in the brain. However, I will also say to be careful when it comes to this, because I personally have struggled with not wanting to have to dwell in the negative places that my mind is in by just obsessively keeping myself busy, keeping myself so busy that I don't have the mental bandwidth to focus on literally anything else, including prioritizing my mental health, taking care of whatever challenges I'm facing mentally, and instead just experiencing complete escapism by keeping myself busy every single minute of every single day. Um, I know not everyone takes it to that extreme, but I am an extreme person. <laughs> I, I do challenge, I have, I have challenges when it comes to that. And over time, uh, something that I always prided myself on, my ability to just stay busy and work on so many things, I started to notice over time where I was like, ooh, this might be a negative coping mechanism. I feel like I'm running away from a lot of mental growth that I need to do by just keeping myself absolutely swarmed by responsibilities and tasks and duties that I'm not giving myself the proper amount of time and uh, space in order to really focus on what I need deep down and mentally. So just as long as there's balance, and that goes for all of these, if there's balance with all of these, I think they can be really helpful. Um, But this one specifically, I will just put that word of caution out there to anyone who's listening, because I fell for the trap of thinking that constantly keeping myself busy was a positive way of dealing with these things. When in reality, if it's what you turn to as a complete form of escapism, it's not the best thing for your mental health. Oh, this next one is really insightful and really valuable. Something that I wish I would have learned a lot earlier than I did. This person said, let yourself feel instead of suppressing emotions. I completely support and agree with this. And it's a lot easier said than done, but like, Uh, I I just have to say, like, with my personal life experiences, um, whether it be being gay in an environment where that was not accepted or not being allowed to feel any type of negative emotions, uh, hiding my authenticity and who I was, uh, so much suppression in my personal life has really 
revealed to me the damage that can be done with not letting yourself properly feel emotions. And in complete transparency, this is something I personally really still struggle with to this day. I can't even tell you how many conversations I've had with therapists where I've been like, I just don't know how to feel the emotions that I'm feeling right now. I was never in an environment growing up where I was allowed to feel negative emotions, where I was allowed to cry it out, where I was encouraged to, you know, process emotions and instead was so used to just suppressing and hiding and ignoring and minimizing. And by continuing to do that, I used to think I was like such a badass bitch for being like, you know what? I'm not even going to feel this. I'm not going to let myself be sad. I'm not going to let myself be mad. I'm just going to pretend like those things don't exist. And I'm just going to be positive 24 seven, but that is toxic positivity. That is not healthy at all. And it can do so much mental damage and make it really difficult down the road for dealing with a lot of life challenges. And so this person, I, I, I think this recommendation is so good, allowing yourself to feel. And for anyone out there who struggles to know how to feel emotions, which sounds really silly, but I think for a lot of people is a real concern, um, not knowing how to fully feel emotions. Um, I honestly personally recommend, uh, kind of finding triggers that allow for a cascading effect of feeling emotions. So I'll give you an example. I personally have a really difficult time crying. Uh, I always for so long felt like crying was a display of weakness. Um, whereas now I believe it's actually a sign of strength. Um, but a, a lot of times when I'm really going through it, I'm like, oh, I wish I could just cry it out. I wish I could just get these emotions out, but I don't know how my body won't let me. I don't feel the physical capability of just being able to process these negative emotions. And so I watch like sad movies or I listen to really sad music um, because it's kind of a trigger point that allows me to start crying. And then once I start crying about a sad movie or a sad song, then it allows me just to get out that frustration and that anger and that sadness that I'm feeling because of whatever I'm going through in my life and lead to me being able to process those emotions. Um, I've you know, had therapists recommend this, it's been really effective for me. Um, but if you are struggling to feel those emotions and you do struggle with suppression, then that's what I would recommend. Just like watch Titanic, <laughs> like listen to some really sad music and once you're able to get to that point of, you know, feeling those emotions, then just let it all out, girl. Just let let every last tear drop and fully feel that spectrum of emotions in order to allow you to move forward. <clears throat> oh, boy. oh boy, the next response that I'm seeing is, I have thoughts on, I don't know if I completely agree with it, but this person said, honestly, just trick your brain into thinking you're fine. It doesn't work for everybody. I like that they said it doesn't work for everybody. Um, I will personally say that this mindset for me has been one of the most damaging things to my mental health. I am a huge victim to constantly pressuring myself feeding my mind this narrative and saying to everyone around me that I'm fine when I'm actually not. And it's really damaging for a couple of ways. First, you're not allowing yourself to identify the problems that you're experiencing, whatever is really concerning you in the moment. It's ignoring them and pretending like they don't exist. Um, and secondly, it can be damaging to the people that are in your life as well. And it, it can be kind of concerning for them too, because not only does it make it more difficult for them to know when and how to best support you, but if you're constantly saying that you're fine when you're not fine, um, it's 
really denying yourself of the opportunity to be able to lean on others for emotional support and emotional strength when you really need it. Um, you know, I've found throughout my entire eating disorder and self-harm experience and journey. And even right up until I, you know, went to the hospital for trying to take my own life the whole time. I was like, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm doing totally fine. Like no worries. Nothing's wrong. Everything's okay. And that can be just really, really damaging. Now, of course, I'd say it depends on the individual and it depends on what you're experiencing too, because there are some moments where, you know, I'll find myself really, overwhelmed about something and, you know, I, I get super upset about it. And then afterwards I'm just like, oh my gosh, Hiram, you're fine. You're being overdramatic. It's not that big of a deal, but I'd say for the more kind of serious and real deep set emotions or challenges that you're experiencing, it's okay to admit that you're not okay. It's okay to say that you're not fine. Uh, don't feel any shame in that. There's nothing wrong with it. And if anything, it shows strength because it shows vulnerability that you're willing to not only recognize within yourself, but share with others that you're going through some difficulties and you need, you may need some help, whatever that looks like. Uh, I think there's a lot of strength in that. And so to this person who's admitted that, or to anyone who's listening, who may think that, you know, everything's fine when it's actually not, uh, you know, be, be careful about that. Um, it's, it's okay to admit when you are struggling and there's no shame in that. There's actually a lot of strength. And I really admire the people who are able to have such a strong recognition of what they're experiencing emotionally to be able to say to themselves and others that they're struggling. You know, I, th I think it's really admirable. And then the final response I saw is one that really warmed my heart. Um, I saw a few people that said, watching my videos was a way to help them de-stress and get away from, you know, the negative experiences that they're having in life. And that just makes me really, really happy. It, it brings so much warmth to my heart because beyond the skincare recommendations, beyond the tips and tricks, the how-tos, at the end of the day, I really just want my videos to be a place of positivity where people can, you know, just feel a little bit better um, either about themselves or about their situation, their life when watching my videos. Like, I, I think that's for me, I hope the most valuable thing that I can offer in creating content online and over the years, being able to meet you guys in person and seeing your messages, it makes me so happy to see how many of you have been able to watch my videos and, get through challenging situations and feel better about their day, feel better about life, feel better about their confidence or whatever it might be. I think that's incredible. And there's actually a lot of creators I watch too that are positive escapes for me when I'm just like, oh, today's been a rough day. You know, I'm really stressed. I'm really overwhelmed. And then I see that one of my favorite content creators posted and I'm able to watch their video and it makes me laugh or it makes me smile. I think there's so much value in that. And so for my personal life and so the fact that my videos are able to provide that experience for some people is such an honor and a big responsibility, but one I don't take lightly. And I, and I, you know, I'm very happy to hear that. So thank you to everyone who submitted that because that's a very, very sweet response. Honestly, looking at your guys' positive coping mechanisms for dealing with stress has really motivated me to do a lot of these, but also just commit to being in a better headspace. Like I was talking about before, and like I'm sure we can all experience 
stress, depression, anxiety, these things can be so mentally plaguing and just completely take over our life so easily. And I think it's really beneficial to hear from other people what they do, what has really helped them in the past or currently to be able to get through those things. I think it can add a lot of value to our own life. And in reading some of these, I'm just like, shit, I want to try some of them, like breathing techniques, uh, putting my face in cold water for one to two seconds. Like that sounds really, really cool. And I, you know, will report back in future episodes and let you guys know what my experiences with those things have been. But more than anything, I just want to say thank you guys so much for submitting these responses, for being willing to share these pieces of wisdom in order to not only help me, but help anyone who's listening. It really means a lot that you guys would open up and, you know, share that with me. So I really, really appreciate you guys. I hope anyone who's listening to this episode is able to walk away with at least one thing, a mindset change, a tip, a trick, or just a paradigm shift when it comes to the way that we view stress and anxiety and overwhelming emotions in our life. And I hope that you're able to apply it in yours. I just want to say um, as a final reminder for anyone who might be having a difficult year, having a difficult month, or even just a difficult day that you're going to get past this. The sun will rise tomorrow. You'll have an opportunity to start brand new Don't take everything so seriously. Uh, It's okay to admit that you're not okay. And remember that there's always an opportunity to start anew, to reset, to redefine yourself, and to commit to not only, you know, being able to have more positive perspective, but being a better person and having, you know, taking full advantage of life really is what it's about. So that's something that I'm trying to remind myself of every single day. Obviously, Every day is a fucking challenge. It's always difficult and life is never going to be easy. But I think by implementing a lot of these things and doing our best to shift our mindset to a more positive place can have such an incredible impact on our lives. And I hope, you know, that you're able to do that alongside me. If you guys want to follow along with my mental health journey as well. I'm actually doing a self-confidence series on my YouTube channel right now that you can check out where I'm going on a path of discovering my own self-confidence. And it's very relevant to what this podcast episode has covered. So feel free to go check that out. Thank you to everyone who has listened to the episode so far. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Just Position YouTube channel to see the YouTube videos featuring some of your favorite creators, as well as my solo episodes like this one. This has been a production of Ramble, an Odyssey studio, new episodes every Thursday, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I will see you all in the next episode. Mwah.